opening crawl. A long time ago, three friends talked about recording a show, a podcast in which they could feel truly free to discuss tons of nerdy stuff passionately, like dragons, time travel, robots, and clones, mutants, time travel, board games, and thrones, aliens, wizards, time travel, zombies, zombies that time travel, you betcha, Dobby, Comic-Con, Steampunk, Parallel Worlds, Mega Man, Hearthstone, but no sports or girls, so red pill or blue pill, now that you know, we'd like to welcome you to the Caspringer Show! Introducing your hosts, Chris, pseudo-maggot singer, Pat, Mariagrin, maggot singer, and Randy, Frito, Goldworthy, Saffer, Cast All right, hello, and welcome to Cast Bringers. This is your host, Pat, here as always with Randy and Chris. What's up, guys? What's up, Pat? It's, it is amazing to get this off the floor. The premiere, the first issue collector's item. Better get this this episode slabbed and boarded and stored away. You're going to sell it for a million dollars. Now, now, Pat, I know she didn't um, introduce us with our awesome nicknames like in the intro. Um, yeah, you know, that must have just slipped my mind. I don't know. Pseudo maggot. So <laughs> just figured I'd uh, explain it. Um, I thought it'd be fun. You know, we haven't really delved into what the show's about, but I went to a Lord of the Rings Hobbit name generator and put in all our names and uh, that's what came out. And I don't know why. So I went with it. Maggot, a common naming in Tolkienism. I think I, in the Shire, obviously. Yes, the Shire. for Hobbits. The, the maggots, I forgot. They controlled the bread lines of yeah. the Shire and the tea trade. Very powerful family. I wonder, too, just with the name generator, it must have been like with our last names being the same, that it was like, hey, throw some maggot in there. We're like maggot singers. It's great. <laughs> I thought just leaving it as singers would have been great too, but apparently they wanted to jump it up. So we were actually part Hobbit. You didn't know that? No, <laughs> wouldn't so, tell by looking at us. <laughs> just your feet, right? Yeah, hairy feet. <laughs> so I figured maybe every time I'll pick another name generator and maybe uh, mix it up a little bit. And just re-record what... the intro song every <laughs> yeah, single episode. Every... Yeah, it, it'll I be think fine. That's a good idea. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll work the kinks out. All right, good. All right, for our first segment here, we're just going to kind of talk a little bit about, you know, talk about ourselves. It's our first episode. Get to get to let the audience know us a little bit and, um, you know, talk. So, Randy, why don't you tell me a little bit about you and some of your nerd interests? Uh, we'll go from there, man. Absolutely. Um, so, I've always been nerdy and uh, it's great. You know, I just want to talk about how I met both Pat and Chris. Um, we all went to Geneseo together. I knew Chris a little bit at Geneseo, knew of him. Um, and then afterwards, you know, my legend, the, the legend, Chris maggot singer. And, uh, <laughs> afterwards we all, uh, you know, hung in the same circle and got to know these guys really well the past few years. And uh, I think our first big trip together was a comic con in or Toronto. Was it called comic con yeah. or was, uh, Fan, fan Expo. Like fan that, Expo, right? okay. And um, I'm sure we'll get into that later, but that was awesome. Um, and so that's how I met these guys. Uh, big nerd, nerd, nerded out big time on books. I used to read tons of books. My favorite were um, Dragonlance series when I was a kid growing up. Uh, video games, huge fan of movies. So just, you know, all around nerdy guy. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I think, you know, right now, I've gotten more recently into uh, stuff that Chris's and Pat have kind of got me into comic books a little bit now. Um, some special ones we'll probably bring up at some point, but all around, you know, just it feels good to know a couple guys who have the same interests as me. That that's that's my favorite part of all this. So. No judgment. No judgment. No. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right, Chris, let's, let's hear a little bit about your yeah. interests. and everything. I think my, my nerd specialty area would most likely be comic books. Been collecting comics since I was in fourth grade. Um, big, big X-Men, Marvel guy, a little bit into DC here and there. And then, you know, got now that I've started following older, wiser, I follow the authors and artists, writers and stuff like that. So a um, little bit of everything comic book wise for me. Uh, and then, you know, the general nerd stuff, Star Wars, some Star Trek, Tolkien, as we've mentioned, 
um, you know, books. My my current nerd uh, nerdery would have to be the Red Rising series. I think I've been uh, delving into that. Uh, and then also alongside with that is the Wheel of Time series. So I'm going from the high fantasy to the high sci-fi. So I'm melding the fantasy sci-fis together. And it is, it's gloriousness in my ears. I listen <laughs> to the books. I don't actually read them. But it's considered reading them from what I've read about listening to books. Following me? I, Chris, I actually, I follow you a lot because I had the same thing to me where I'm, I'm trying to get to these books and I just don't have the time to like sit down and read or when I do have the time I'm like too tired to put in that effort so I have been resorted to uh, listening to them as well and then as I was doing that I was like oh my god though is this the same as reading I have to look this up and find out yes it is it is, it is. yeah Generally, listen you can't read a book while you drive to work that is very dangerous right. so we listen instead of read while we drive to work it's safe yeah, literally like one of the research articles i read basically the conclusion was like it's about the same the one benefits like listening right is that if it is going to get you to engage with the material where you otherwise wouldn't because you had to physically read it then it's even a little better right mm. because oh yeah doing this reading the book or being exposed to material or whatever so yeah guys i'm not just saying this to you know feel a part of something even though nerds usually do that but uh, I am actually listening to Red Rising on the way to work now. Also, awesome. I'm re I'm I read it already, and I read some of I think is the second one Golden Sun. I don't know, Chris. Yes. The second one Iron. I don't know. Iron it has gold. the word gold in it. Iron gold. Several of the books have the word gold in the title. <laughs> Which one is second? I would have to go oh. back and look because I've mixed them up multiple times. So well, I made it through the second, and I think I quit right around there. So I'm trying to get back into it because you guys all are. So the second book is Golden Sun. I bring that up because I was talking to Chris over Christmas, and he was telling me about how he was really reading this book, and he was like, "It's you know the second book of Red Rising. It's super good." And now like the characters are married, and it's great. And I stopped. I was like, "Wait a second. I was like, That's not. It's <laughs> not, not, not at all i'm reading it and i'm like man he really jumped far ahead <laughs> just reestablished these characters 10 years down the line <laughs> author's choice but it works <laughs> meanwhile there's two books i missed yep. two books you missed yes so you like to read things in order one four and yeah. then two three yeah it's like the old star like the star Wars, yeah. you know you get uh four five six and then he went back so now I'm reading it like it's a prequel, a concurrent prequel is how I referred to it. Retcon, maybe. I Just filling in the the slight gaps you might have missed. Yeah. So one of my buddies Back did that. Story. He, he did the same thing to me. He told me to read this book. I forgot. It was like called The Artifact or something. And I'm reading it. I'm probably a third of the way through. I'm like, man, these characters know each other way too well. They're like, they're like. <laughs> there's too much backstory going on here that he left out. And so I look it up and we miss, I missed the entire first book. And I told the, my buddy that, and he's like, no, 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 I swear. This is the first one. I'm like, no, I'm positive. We missed an entire book. Like some of this, <laughs> why is, doesn't make sense. So not the only one to do that, Chris. And Hey, you're, you're, you're on the right track. Now you're the second book. I'm, I'm in the middle of the third book of the red rising series, but the second one so far has been my favorite. So I, I only got, I only read like the first three or four chapters. Of, of book four so i didn't get that far no major spoilers as right, far as i could tell that's but yeah enjoy the, that second book it's like i said it, that was my favorite one so far it is i'm about halfway mm -hmm. and it is tops yeah it's very good awesome. Awesome. Patrick, all right. what makes you a nerd mm -hmm. all right so my nerdiness well in listeners out there you probably may kind of be wondering chris and i have those same last name that is because I'm his younger brother. So Where's your brother? What? Nothing. Just keep going. <laughs> so a lot of his... Uh, a lot so of his everything that made you a nerd, you learned from me. <laughs> he, he, he is... I am his Padawan. He is the master. That, that's really how it worked. Um, Padawan has become a master now, my friend. <laughs> I would say that I probably am a little bit more into video games than you are. Um, I'm, I'm one of the few fortunates who have gotten a... Uh, PS5 recently, so I've been dabbling into that. Very jealous. Um, yes. I thought that was an I thought that was an air purifier. <laughs> yeah. Just some, just some in my household. Maybe it's an air purifier. I don't know. No, she my my wife knows it's a PS5. She she was she was down with it. 
I do have a very funny story though that just happened regarding that. So I so we right now we are in the middle of the COVID pandemic outbreak. It's a little crazy. Uh, and so after Christmas, I went out shopping. We're doing some returns, buying some stuff. I hadn't gotten the new Spider-Man game. So I went to go pick that up as well. So I, I'm, I'm checking out, I'm, I'm cashing out all my stuff. I just like a couple couple groceries here and there. I got the Spider-Man game. And so I'm, I'm like finishing up, she's bringing everything up. A family comes in behind me and there's this, there's this kid, he's probably like 11 or 12. And he is kind of like the, he looks like probably how I would have looked when I was 11 or 12, which just made me kind of laugh. But so he's, you know, and he's- Cur- Curly uncut hair. Really, kind uh, of ganky. He's a, he's a little chubby, so I'm talking about like, chub, like yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. body is storing up the fat to get ready for puberty. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, and so, you know, he he starts loading up his his stuff from. His Wait, the 11 year old was shopping by himself. But you're 11 year old, just like Pat used to be, right? <laughs> right. He was there with his family. And he's he's first, so he's like taking stuff out of the cart, loading up. But as he's doing it, he's just like slightly moving closer and closer to me and at first i'm just like okay like you know he's just doing that because he's got to load his stuff up and then he's gonna like you know give some space it's kind of just like the unwritten rule right now right you don't you really kind of be cognizant of like where you are in other people's space and uh so he keeps loading and like no he's not he just keeps slowly inching closer and closer uh we were at targets like i'm you know doing my card stuff and he is now like right next to me the point where i'm at the card reader and if anyone is familiar with target they have these little like shelves that you can pull out he's like pulling out the shelf so he's like right on my shoulder and he's like drumming away on the shelf putting <laughs> stuff up. and uh all of a sudden he just stops that in his tracks and he goes whoa you got a ps5 <laughs> <laughs> i just looked at him and i was like man i got super lucky he was able to get it. he's like that's awesome i was like thanks buddy <laughs> And totally, totally changed my uh, my perception of this kid. I was so annoyed with him at first for coming into the space, and then he dropped down. I was like, "All right, you're not so bad." This then you realized he's a, he's a connected soul. That's right. We're a kindred spirit. He was, he was drawn to you. <laughs> I thought you gonna say, it, and he totally changed the age range of people I hang out with, and me and him just is <laughs> now our fourth host. Yeah. Kid <laughs> <laughs> just like me. <laughs> And by the way, our special guest today is this cool thing. <laughs> uh, but so, so how? Meant, I don't know if we can get into it. How? Just a quick. How is the PS Five? Uh, it's good. I mean, so I am a little bummed because one of the big games I wanted to play was Cyberpunk. I'm sure if people are listening to this podcast, they are probably interested in some of the nerdy stuff. Maybe interested in Cyberpunk and know the whole background of that. That may be even something we save for. A later episode but it's right now it's just been fresh we'll sit on that topic. yeah soon yeah, coming haven't, haven't haven't played it too much just because i'm waiting for some patches to come out to hopefully stabilize it a little bit um but other than that it's been good uh again it's, the spider-man game is awesome it's it looks great it the game itself is just like the original spider-man game that came out on ps4 which was an awesome game so yeah it's good um some of my other just though besides the games Again, into the into the nerdy movies. Obviously, we've talked about the Red Rising books. Been reading that. Uh, comic books. I wouldn't say I'm quite as knowledgeable as Chris, um, but I still try to, you know, try to keep up with what's going on. Read maybe review articles about comics that are coming out that I know I won't buy, but just at least kind of know what the story is going on. You at least know if they're good. Yeah, exactly. You at least know that. Hey, if I was going to read comics, this is one I should. Read. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so just really interested in the whole, uh, you know. Pat, you mentioned, you mentioned you're into nerdy movies. Uh, have you seen Tenet yet? <laughs> Still working on it. It's, it's hard right, now to carve out two and a half hours when I only have about two hours of personal time before I need to, like, go to sleep. Well, we'll, we'll that'll be an ongoing theme of, has Pat watched Tenet <laughs> <Yeah>. yet? <laughs> For episode one? No. Have you watched any of Tenet yet? No. Have okay. not even. Have you read articles about what it's like to watch Tenet yet? <laughs> Trying to stay away. Uh, I know the movie's kind of crazy, and I do want to. Have be you sick. seen a Tenet trailer yet? I do. I have seen. Okay. It. All right. So you're other movies by the Tenet director yet? Yes, that is yes. Okay. I will say though, so a bunch of our friends um, had watched the newest Blade Runner movie, 
which I bought maybe three years ago, and I just watched it a month ago. Oh, so, okay. what we were in store for with tenant potential. All right, okay. listeners, three, three years from now. Well, if you can watch it three years from now and then send yourself back, uh, I'm saying too much. Oh, don't Let's, get into it. Don't. Right, we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait. <laughs> Chris and I had so many tenant jokes. It's, uh, uh, we, we've we, used them all. I forgot them all. <laughs> I know. We, we, so, so Randy. Oh, no. It's, now you're talking about Memento, I think, actually. No, wait a minute. <laughs> now that you bring oh, it you up. just dreamt them all. Okay, that's Inception. I got it. <laughs> but it was so many Nolan jokes. <laughs> no, Nolan did Memento, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that I'll just say the one thing I was worried about with this podcast was how many tangents we wanted to go on and how many we did. Cause I think it's I just, about a million. I just thought of five. We could have easily gone down, but we're going to stay focused. Right, Pat? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay. Tangent bringers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So for, we will move on though, for our next segment, we call it the multi-strike. <laughs> This is a segment where each of us here bring in an article relating to some of the what's goings ons of uh, nerd culture and just giving some kind of talking points real quick. So um, I can start it off. The article that I brought, and I don't know if you guys had a chance to read it or not, but just to like quickly summarize, um, just a review article. As people may know, Michael Keaton is returning to the uh, DC film universe as Batman and there was some clarification because it, there was kind of a little bit of a I don't want to say controversy but just wonderings of if he was going to be in for a larger role as Batman beyond the uh, Flash movie. Uh, we got some clarification it sounds like in that he is right now only going to be in for the Flash movie. It's not going to go on anywhere past that but what are you guys thoughts on that? Keaton returning as Batman. It's kind of awesome right? I actually had already read the article before you sent it out. So uh, I think our Google feeds get the same thing probably. Um, I, and before you had sent it out, I thought I had read that he was going to be the Batman um, coming up. And now it looks like he'll be in the flash and they're not so sure. Um, I think for me personally, that's the Batman I started with. I was a little too young for Adam West. Um, so I jumped right into the movies with Michael Keaton. No, he's my favorite Batman. Um, you know, Christian Bale then kind of reinvigorated it for me for the movies. Um, I'm going to say something that will probably not go over super well, but Batman was not always my favorite comic book character, actually. I like the more, you know, power, magic, mystical type things. Um, but honestly, I'm so excited to see him back on the screen um especially because it sounds like i don't know pat they'll probably start doing some type of multiverse situation with him yeah that's that's what it seems like at least with the i mean at least with the flash right they're gonna have a, a big kind of expanded multiverse mm -hmm. in the uh, dc film universe so one of the things i read about this was that they're bringing michael keaton back with the flash movie being the introduction of him but then they're looking to bump him out into his own Batman Beyond-ish type series where he would be, I don't know if you've seen Batman Beyond cartoon mm -hmm. where he's the old retired Batman helping the new futuristic Batman become better and become a superhero. So I'm with you, Randy. Keaton was my favorite Batman, um, partly because, like you said, he was the Batman when Batman got huge in the 89, early 90s. Um, but I thought he was great. So I was super excited to see that too. And Chris, it's funny you, you make the Batman Beyond connection just because like, so the article that I brought as I was reading, I had that same thought of like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm that's what they're going to move towards. is like him in like a mentor role as like, yeah. as like the old, right. The old mentor Batman. Or, Which I, I could see him doing great in that. I yeah. I think Michael Keaton's a great actor. I've liked yeah. him in Multiplicity. Multiplicity. was amazing. <laughs> Honestly, one of my favorite Keaton roles is the other guys, which is just such a stupid. Yes, he's the <laughs> yeah. chief in that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, he is he's great. He's so good. Uh, yeah, and, and likewise, same with me. Like I, um, so I didn't love the the original Michael Keaton Batman movies until I was older. Just I think I was just like a little too young, and with you know Tim Burton doing a lot and having so much influence on those original movies, like as a 
you know, it's like four-year-old me. I was just like, this is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to watch it, but I do want to watch it because it's Batman and he's a superhero. But at the same time, I'm kind of scared of everything happening. Uh, and so actually like my favorite Batman from that kind of generation of Batman movies was Val Homer originally. Because again, age-wise, I was just like, oh, this is so fun. It's Jim Carrey. He's huge right now. It's Val Kilmer. He's a cool Batman. And actually, in looking back, that movie is awful. So. <laughs> three, three and four were not up my alley. Yeah. I'll be kind and say they were just not for me. Some people might like them. I didn't. So I, I watched Batman Beyond the cartoon quite a bit when I was younger. Um, and I liked it. I didn't get fully into it. It just happened to be on at that time of day when I was wanted to watch cartoons. Um, but I could completely agree. I agree with you guys. I can see uh, Michael Keaton being a great uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman Beyond situation. Uh, one of the articles I did read was they're going to actually have three Batman movies going at once. That. Did you see that with yeah. Ben Affleck I, and no? But I heard Ben Affleck. I read Ben Affleck's got canceled. Okay, they're not doing Affleck because they're doing. They want to push the Robert the vampire guy. Yep, Probably. his his um, Batman. But then they want to make an HBO Max series, but then they also want this Keaton thing going. They just want to, I don't know, push, just put out content more than anything. And hopefully something sticks because Warner Brothers has not been doing great with their movies. Sounds like we could get to some Batman fatigue. (laughs) Speaking of Batman fatigue, Randy, what's your article? Well, uh, uh, I was going to go with Star Wars fatigue, but then I saw this awesome video on Henry Cavill. So I guess this is the new segment. Choose your own adventure here. What would you guys rather have me talk about here? Segment. We're incepting our own segment. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I guess we're going with uh, Star Wars fatigue. Um, well, we're doing Henry. We're doing Henry Cavill. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Nothing like Randy throwing confusion out there on a podcast, as always. Um, no, I and I want. I'm going to do Star Wars fatigue next time because I'm really uh, interested to hear what you guys say about it. But with Henry Cavill, so uh, I got an article that today popped up said that Henry Cavill is trending on Twitter um, because people want him to still be in the DCEU and be Superman. And me personally, I, as much as I'm not a fan of Batman, I am such a fan of Superman, like ever since I was a kid. A little too young for the Christopher Reeve. Superman went back and watched them. A little bit tough to get through, I'll be honest. Again, I know that's not going to go over well, but they were, you know, they didn't age as well as some of the other movies. The original, the first Superman movie is hard. It's a long movie, especially for a kid. Yeah, exactly. And so I I definitely would have been all on board, I'm sure, if I grew up during it. But from there, I went into Lois and Clark. Um, When it came out in the 90s, I watched Mm -hmm. it every Sunday night. Every single Sunday night, I sat and watched it, loved it. Schoolboy crush on Terry Hatcher, right? Huge crush on Terry Hatcher. Oh, man. Even bigger crush on Dean Cain, who I did meet (laughs) at a Comic-Con. Super nice guy, actually. Like, didn't was was beyond the table at Comic-Con. Like in front of it, just meeting people. Didn't have to pay anything. So, just go so much energy. He was just like a ball of lightning. Yes. So excited to meet everyone. Uh, how, how can you maintain that for like however many hours in a row he was there? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It might be some something, but yeah. Um, but then from there, uh, I think Henry Cavill, hands down, one of my favorite Supermans to watch. Not necessarily all in on the movies he's been in but i think he needs to keep going with it so i know what we about can't... the witcher did you like him in the witcher love the witcher I like toss it. a coin you to your witcher um so do we want to get into this now of our thoughts on that superman movie uh <sighs> let's let's say that i so like because i'm i'm thinking right now um general thoughts on henry cavill so because like i kind of have a maybe what's a quasi like unpopular opinion or like I have a love-hate relationship with Henry Cavill I do not think he's a great actor but I do like I love him in The Witcher but he also says maybe like 
I don't know, I feel like he says like 10 lines a show, which like, he's <laughs> kind of and doesn't really talk that much. Um, I didn't love him as Superman, but again, I don't know if that's because the movie is kind of mediocre or if there's yeah. some controversy around that movie yeah. and the the way the script handled Superman, I think, is the right. best way to put that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I thought he was pretty good at Superman. Yeah. Uh, so personally, I love I love Brandon Ralph when he was Superman. I did do. I thought he was really good. I I loved Super Superman Returns. Right, that's the name of that one. It was that is like one of my favorite Superman movies. And again, the story itself is just like kind of not great. But I mean, Ralph is so charismatic. Like the the just the callbacks that they did to like the original Superman movies, which I grew up and I loved those original movies. Um, I thought I thought Ralph had a great Clark Kent. Yes. Um, whereas Henry Cavill is, he's like too handsome to be Clark Kent. He's too huge, muscular to be Clark Kent in my mind. So, but I do like Henry Cavill. The one whenever I think of him, I think of the trail. I never saw the movie, but the Mission Impossible trailer where he's walking and about to fight the guy and like stretches his arms out in his suit coat, like flings up or something. And then he just punches the guy out. That's that made me fall in love with Henry Cavill. By the way, awesome scene in that movie. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I've never even seen the movie. That's just a trailer. (laughs) That's all you need to see of that one. (laughs) I, I, um, I guess I would, I would go on a limb and say, he might be a little too muscular for um, Clark Kent, but I did read an article a while ago when the movie came out. I don't know if you guys saw this. There was a billboard promoting um, Man of Steel in Times Square, and he was in front of the billboard, and he took a picture of himself showing that nobody recognized him. Yes, I did nobody see that. Nobody recognizes Superman that. in front. Um, he really wasn't that well-known at the time. And right. When Superman came when out, he was a pretty unknown actor. That was probably his big breakout role. Yeah, so, it, he was in that movie Immortals, which was like kind of like a it was like kind of a cheesy ripoff of like Zack Snyder's style 300. Yeah, what like Egyptians or something. Yes. Or yeah, yeah, right. Times, right? So like, right, and in that he's like again he's not really, he says like five things. I've seen that movie; it's not great. It's okay. <laughs> he, but he was good in it. Like he's charismatic, and he and again it's just him like an action movie just like beating people up. It's kind of awesome, but. um yeah, so like, no, like he wasn't in a lot of big stuff or anything. Right, and I and I've seen I haven't seen Superman Returns in so long, and I knew it was going to come up in this podcast. And I looked, and I was like, I only have like an hour. I don't think I'm going to make it through the whole movie, but I should watch some of it again. But I got to watch it again. It's just been too long since mm-hmm. I've seen it. But honestly, one of my favorites is um, Tom Welling from Smallville. Also, I think he yes. is phenomenal. Yeah. Clark Kent. I love Smallville. Him. Yeah. So did you guys watch Crisis on Infinite Earths? Because I didn't see it, but I know they no, brought these guys back. No, I was I was um, heard an interview with who was the guy who played Lex Luthor about how they were doing the Michael crisis. Rosenbaum. Yeah, with Michael Rosenbaum about how he was um, he talking about this Crisis on Infinite Earths. And I was interested, but I also am th- the type of person who can't jump into the middle of something. So I'll have to like sit down and and maybe even rewatch all of Smallville and then all of Green Arrow and then join the Flash before I can get to Crisis yeah. on Infinite Earths and all of the Batman cartoons. And all the Batman cartoons. Kevin I go back and watch the Adam West cartoons or <laughs> Adam West Batman. Who can make it? The George Reeves Superman <laughs> yeah. shorts. Who can make it through what first? Pat through Tenet or you through pretty much everything that. Every Superman. Oh, hands down, me. <laughs> Easily. When, Chris, when you commit to something like that, you'll just like, I feel like you can like rip through that, or I will just keep pushing this off until I'm like, all right, I guess I, <laughs> I, I only have four hours. I guess I can spend two and a half of them watching. Something. Or I can play Hearthstone again. <laughs> right, that, that is one of the big issues. It's like, I have three hours. Do I want to watch this movie or do I want to play like? two or three hours of video games usually the video games win point <laughs> see the thing is with if i was watching those shows those are because i've seen them all so i could have them on in the background while i'm playing video games and like double screen it which would could push it through a lot quicker um 
you can't you can't double screen tenant you can't divert any attention <laughs> barely single screen tenant with the subtitles on yes, you have, yes. if you double screen tenant you have to have it both playing tenant so you can watch it different screens and hopefully get more out of it what if i have double screen tenant but one movie's playing forward and the other movie's playing in reverse don't you just incepted yourself. <laughs> I can't wait to talk. I just read another article on Tenant by the guy who's the continuity guy who does it for all of Nolan's movies, and it was so good. I, I just, I'm waiting though. I'm waiting. Thank you, guys. listeners. Be prepared. Special episode Tenant coming eventually. Someday when when I watch the one year January 2024. I think is how the math works. Three years. <laughs> All right. Well, again, I think that kind of any any final thoughts on on uh, Superman or Cavill or anything. My my stance is I need him. I hope he comes back. I I want to see him back. And I'd like to see, I like to see the Snyder cut. That mustache really really <laughs> yeah, me out of the movie can't when wait I saw the it Snyder the theater, cut. So oh, I, I just. Yeah, I just read an article too. Somebody was bashing the race at the end between the Flash and Superman, and how Snyder doesn't even understand the characters if he's going to put that as a throwaway scene at the end of the movie. Right. Understand the history behind them, but we could do this forever, guys. So yeah. probably time to move one, on. I do have one final thing. Like I, again, I kind of was down on Cavill for his acting job. I will say though, like he, I do love him just like him. Like he is, he's an actual like nerdy dude which is yes. just like super fun yes. he like loves comics. i want to hang out with him <laughs> yeah yeah he's like a guy you'd want to like we want to have guests on the show so henry cavill if you're listening <laughs> he builds his own computers at bringers at gmail.com <laughs> so oh i don't know if we have anywhere to post anything but the whole point of this was in the twitter art or in the article there's a link to twitter i don't know if you guys watched the video with the little baby watching yes. the trailer for man of steel so good so you can find it out there watch it so all right awesome chris what what do you got yeah so my uh i think chris just sent me an ad for an iphone (laughs) my article from nine to five mac and this is just something that caught my eye there is an app that can turn your iphone into a universal control for any tv so Uh, I this immediately caught my attention because I have two little boys who are friggin' constantly losing the GD remote control. So in the morning when we're going getting them to school, we spend five minutes running around finding the remote to turn off the TV. When we get home from school, I turn off the TV and put it on the shelf. But somehow when we get home, the remote's already lost. (laughs) I'm running around finding it so you can put TV on so I can make dinner or something. I've tried tying the remote to the coffee table. It doesn't work. I am constantly telling them, where's the remote? And it's sometimes it's on the stairs. Sometimes it's on the kitchen island. One time it was in my five-year-old's shoes. How, I, don't, I don't understand it. So this immediately caught my attention. Uh, I'm getting this app. I'm going to, um, I'll test it out. I'll give you a report because I'm turning my TV into a universal remote. So I can control the television and not have to worry about losing the remote control. So little little bit of info there. Chris, I, I'm really glad you explained it because when I first got the article, I was like, it really feels like he just found the first <laughs> article he could and like submitted it. Listen, he, I'm not going to say he, that that's not the case. Also, so so in the in the document, he was the last one to put a link in. And I was like, oh, he definitely just. Randomly picked up this. <laughs> but, but with your explanation, it, it makes a lot of sense. It does make sense. Something you would gravitate towards. So I appreciate. You know, I was going for something. I, I didn't necessarily want to get delve right into the comic book, Star Wars, whatever. So looking for something a little different, and strong finish to the multi-strike guys. All right. Wait, is it just for iPhones or can I get it for my Android also? That was my follow-up. Let me read this article closely. <laughs> tell you. Oh, you mean just... read past the headline? Okay, <laughs> go ahead, Chris. I think it's it, the, the headline says turns your iPhone into a universal remote control. So I think it's just for iPhones. Okay. Awesome. All right. <laughs> so that Again, that wraps up our multi-strike. 
We're now going to go into the meat and potatoes of the episode. <gasps> potatoes. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. All right. And our meat and potatoes for today is what? What was it? I don't remember. We are going to be discussing the origins of the Caspringers title. More importantly, talking about swords. Swords are freaking cool. Swords are freaking cool. I think that wraps it up for meat and potatoes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so one of the ongoing jokes between us is at this first Comic-Con where our nerdery coalesced into the brotherhood that evolved into Caspringers is, you know, we're in our mid-30s going to a Comic-Con and for Pat and Randy, was th- this was your first real Comic Con, right? Yes. Um, yes and no. Like I've been to, I had been to like a smaller one. I'd been to, I think one or two Trek conventions, but like mm. yeah, as far as like a bigger Comic Con. I mean, this, we're talking like this is like an eighty thousand, hundred thousand person Comic Con. I mean, this was the biggest one by far. That yeah, I- in Toronto, and so <laughs> right when we walk in and get there, there's this giant booth of fantasy swords pretty much every single i mean if you've been to a comic convention the booth is there you got the sword booth and there's just every single type of fantasy sword uh real sword swords from books swords from games swords from tv that you can imagine so we're just looking there and they have ashbringer from world of warcraft is hanging up there and i think was that the most expensive one or the biggest one I think it was just, the, just the one that caught our eyes because yeah. it was right in front of us. Well, I mean, if, if for any listeners who may be familiar with the sword, it is also just like one of the craziest looking swords. Yes. It's kind of like the big circle thing that's kind of like not in the middle, but like jutting into the middle of the sword. Yes. A circle thing with a handprint on it. Yeah. Yeah. If, I, if I'm correct. Right. Yeah. And, so, uh, it's, well, a, it's a big sword. I mean, it's, if you watched anime, it's not really, it's not necessarily anime big. But it's it's not like Cloud Strife big, but it's a big sword, yeah. um, you know, a dual wield, you know, a two handed sword, definitely, um, you know, it's got an, a a strange shape, and uh, it was like four hundred and fifty bucks at the booth or something, and so the whole joke that whole convention was who's gonna buy Ashbringer, um, and obviously we're up in Canada, so then we're coming up with strategies to get Ashbringer across the border back into the united states (laughs) um you know and then it's just been an ongoing thing of who's getting ashbringer we've gone to a few conventions since then we always find the sword booth we always find ashbringer make sure it's still there and debate whether or not we're gonna buy it so one of these days we're recording someone's gonna pull out an ashbringer and my my favorite part of all that too is and so like we first and this is like it's clockwork for every time we go to a convention together we're like we get there we always end up in front of the sword booth looking around like oh man maybe maybe and then we leave we hang out for a while we may have some adult beverages we come back and now we're really feeling like oh yeah no someone's really no we're someone's getting a sword <laughs> maybe we'll even get the mystery box sword someone's getting one right like this this may actually happen. someone may actually get it never quite works out but it's it, you know, it's going to happen eventually. I'm not going to lie. I've been close. <laughs> so I honestly, between you and Pat though, Chris, I thought I, there was one time I remember I really thought Pat was getting it. Like he was, I think he had convinced himself he was going to get it. And then I don't know what happened, but he, he somehow convinced himself not to. I, I really thought you were going to get it. And I did love the conversation of how are we going to get this sword across? Do we declare uh, the Ashbringer sword at the border? <laughs> like, what do we do? Like, when you're going hey, into... Gentlemen, uh, uh, thank you for coming back to the United States. Um, do you have anything to declare? Did you purchase anything while in Canada? Uh, <laughs> Ashbringer? Whoa, whoa, are you talking about the sword that can kill undead with a single swipe and leave nothing but ash? Yes. I'm going to have to run this through the State Department. Please pull over. (laughs) Because getting into Canada, 
I've never had an easier time than when they ask you, what are you going for? And you say Comic-Con and they just wave you right Get in. The There's no, there are zero follow-up questions whatsoever. <laughs> Do you think they're saying, get the hell out of here, nerds? Or are they saying, welcome, nerds, welcome. you're home? Yeah, welcome home. You guys don't have Ashbringer? All right, you're not allowed in. <laughs> so I'll be honest, uh, I didn't even know what Ashbringer was. I just thought it was a cool-looking sword because... I've actually only played World of Warcraft one time, so it was never something I got into. But mm-hmm. You guys, you know, you built my love for the sword, so. Yeah, and I think it's it's more just the jokes and it's endeared it to our hearts. If I had first pick, I don't know if I necessarily buy Ashbringer. I um, would. <laughs> you would? Yeah. yeah, without even thinking. <laughs> if well now that it, you know it, it, it has a special heart we've named a podcast after the sword yes obviously yeah, we all yeah. buy ashbringer given the chance <laughs> right so take an ashbringer we all own ashbringer what's the second fantasy sword you would buy Ooh, that's a tough one narsil frostmorn i mean if i'm going just by looks like frostmorn is maybe the coolest looking mm-hmm. sword like that sword is awesome looking um, so that's up there. I'm trying Orc to wrist. I, I know. I'm trying to think if there's any other, like, because I feel like some other fantasy swords kind of just look like normal swords. Like, any of those Final Fantasy swords? You know, any. Yeah, like, like Sephiroth's sword is. Uh, this is the giant, isn't that one just a giant katana? Yeah, but it's like super big. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> It's like six feet long. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's freaking amazing. So I don't, I don't know if this is too nerdy for the podcast, but no judgment zone, dude. Okay. Yeah, so as a kid, and by kid I mean, you know, maybe beginning of high school, uh, my dad made a sword, and I don't know why, but it was just wooden. There's no paint or anything, but it was so cool, and I used to play with it all the time. Um, so that's probably the sword, my first experience with a, a sword. So I have a very similar story. Oh, yeah. We would go to the Renaissance fair. Uh, actually it wasn't even like that consistent. It was just for this stretch of like two or three years. We went every year, like that every year in a row there, but only for like three years. <laughs> we stopped. But anyway, we, we, so we were going to the like Renaissance fair that's around here. And, uh, I think we had gone the first year and I saw like they had like these cool like model wooden swords that I really wanted but like we weren't really buying stuff that year and we were kind of like checking everything out and my parents was like nah, nah. and so then we went back the next year and I was like I want a sword like I want to get one and they're like oh. they finally were like okay and so we were looking around and like they had this again I just remember they had this huge armory but they're, it's all wooden stuff so like wooden swords wooden shields uh, like hammers mace anything you can think of but yeah it's yeah, yeah. Wood. It and so I found a sword that I liked. I, I wanted like this big, like great sword. And you know, my, my parents being who they were, they were like, well, you can get a great sword, but get the unpainted ones because like they're like 10 bucks cheaper. <laughs> and they're like, and we can paint it ourselves. But so then me, I'm like, well, okay, cool. Like, and I'm going to paint. And so like, I remember I ended up painting the hilt, like, like it, deep black in the blade. It was matte black <laughs> with a sparkling gold blade. It was awesome. Oh, that was awesome. Blade. And Are, yeah, what else would you paint it? I don't even know. Right, and then I do remember those like it's like they made me get the like the like kind of crappy sword because like it's like unpainted or whatever. But then they got let me get like this super ornate like shield that had like this cool painted dragon on it, which was probably like way more expensive. And it was like, what? Let me get this one, but not like. The <laughs> so very similar. I, got, I was. Well, well, I Pat, the shield is for is a defensive object, yeah. and the parents just wanted you to date. <laughs> Did uh? Do you still have it? I mean, I might. I don't know. Somewhere. I feel like it got snapped in half one time when we were playing with it. I was gonna say, there's no way you didn't fight. Or was that a different sword? Play so. battle. I had it for a long time. There was. It did get like a big wood sh- like chip down the yes. side. But it didn't I remember like, that. I don't think it broke in half ever really. It might still be down in our basement. Maybe the next time I go over, I can look around and see if it's there. Oh, teasing the next podcast. I did, like it. Did dad take it and hang it in his his wood workroom, his woodworking room? Yeah, I feel like he put it on the wall. It's like a sword trophy. 
<laughs> which good for him because yeah. that's what I want to do with it. That's awesome. <laughs> Randy, your fantasy sword, what would you buy? Uh, I would always go with the master sword. That's just, that's, Ooh, that's yeah, what I grew up cool. with. Yeah. Um, guys, I got to be honest though. I've been holding back on you. <laughs> if you can hear that just sound a sword. he owns a sword i've owned a sword for a very long time it has a dragon hilt um there you go as you can sword. see there uh it's my it's my personal protection item i don't you know I, I don't have an opinion on guns either way necessarily except that i shouldn't own one because i'd never <laughs> be able to hit anything with it and I'm I always thought I'm <laughs> too irresponsible just to, I don't lack the, I lack the skill to shoot anything, but I figured if somebody breaks into my apartment and I come running at them, like a crazy person with a sword, I mean, they're going to no, crap their pants. Yeah. I don't even have to hit them. They probably just run out the other way. I bought this probably 10 years ago. I don't know if you guys have ever gone to one of those huge, like, it's not a fair. It's in like a giant, giant building where all these people go and they sell knives and they sell like all sorts of like kind of outdoorsy, like, yeah, you know been, what I'm talking about? Yeah. But I do know what you're talking about. Like a dome arena type. Yeah. Style, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And you get like a coupon to go. And I went and I went with the girl I was dating the time. And I was like, listen, I was like, you're not dating the girl that was with you when you bought a sword. Hmm, imagine that. Then didn't work out too well, guys. <laughs> Like a lot of manly stuff at those dome arena sales. And I went home with the sword. Um, never had to use it, but uh, it's pretty awesome. So I, you know, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't tell you ahead of time, but yeah, I've had a sword this whole time. Hey, the, one of the best. I am not a little I'm jealous. Be surprised with this information on the cast, man. It's awesome. I've been well, saving it for years till we did a podcast. <laughs> you knew this day was coming. I knew it, yeah. <laughs> All right, Chris, how about you? What would be your go-to uh, fantasy uh, sword purchase? I'm going to be honest, guys. I think about swords a lot. <laughs> like, like, chances are, if I'm sitting quietly and not really doing anything and just looking out the window, I'm thinking about swords. If I'm laying in bed um, and can't really sleep, I'm probably thinking about swords. This is a really hard decision for a really hard choice. I think right now, it, it, and it's one that would change as, you know, depending on whatever day you ask me. I had recently seen a picture of the Thundercat sword. I don't even remember the name of it. Do, what was, do you guys remember the name? Isn't it just the Thundercat sword? No, no I feel I'm like yeah, Eye of Thundera, yeah. give me sight beyond, or is that just a that's the, the gem in it. The but I don't gem, know. right? Yeah. I know our listeners are out there shouting at their. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't. I haven't seen Thundercats in forever. Um, I think right now I go with the Thundercats. It have to be the grown one though, not the little dagger where he keeps it in his mm-hmm. in his claw glove, but like the full the full length one after he's, you know. After he's Thundercats hold it. Yes, after he's Thundercats hold it. <laughs> or, oh no. Oh, not Thundercats hold it just brought me to the He Man sword. Yeah, I was saying, yep. Oh. Those or, are both great. He Man's got the, got the extent, like the blade comes up, but mm-hmm. it's got that little diamond shape. Oh, that's a good one. Another one that I thought of was the, uh, the Conan sword, but from the animated series. This made from the meteorites. Yes, which one. Can we also just take a second to talk about there was this stretch in like the early 90s where they were making animated stuff from like these like insanely like adult movies that like no kid would have ever seen. Like they had like Robocop, Conan. Animated <laughs> yeah. They had Conan. They had, oh, there was another one and I'm blanking on what it was. James Bond. Young James Bond. Mm-hmm. Young Bond is crazy. And, uh, but I remember watching, I watched Conan and Robocop. Um, and the Conan sword, I just remember that as being young was always really cool. Just, again, I like I like that Conan cartoon. Yeah, I remember that too. James Bond Junior, I think, was the name. Yes, yes. <laughs> and he had the car with the, with the steering wheel <laughs> yeah. that steered for over, depending if he was in <laughs> Europe or America. Mm-hmm. That was his fancy <laughs> car. <laughs> um, thinking actually, now that you guys are bringing up more swords, I'd have to hundred percent go with Blade's sword. Like, oh, from like Blade. Blade. Yeah. Wesley Snipes. Uh, yeah. With the booby trap so, and the handle. 
how did that trap in the handle work? There were there blades, like things in the handle that he would have to push a button. I could never figure it out. Like he'd have to push a button to stop it from happening, or he'd have to wind. Like I, you guys know how that mechanically. I get how it in the movie, but have you ever like, thought that through? There, yeah. In in one of the movies, they show him hitting the switch. It's on the hilt. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. So on the hilt, something rotates and moves, and he clicks it. And then that'll turn it off, um, and then he'll be able to hold it. That's a good sword. That's yeah. A good one. Yeah. Into it. Cloud Strife Buster yeah. Sword. That's a classic. Mm-hmm. I've actually looked that up, like buying it from legit people, and it's like twelve hundred bucks because it's so much metal in it. Yeah, that's that's not surprising, especially you know I've been watching some Forge with Fire, so I know you know. Metal can get expensive, especially when you're putting yeah. a lot of material, a lot of metal into it. Shameless plug for Forge with Fire, everybody. It's just- That's not shame. No shame about that. So guys, I haven't seen that show yet. So if you want to throw a description out to me, I don't, I don't, I'm, I could guess what it's about. Well, what, see, what they do is they take metal and then they forge it in fire and turn it into swords, only swords or anything. Uh, usually it's swords. Sometimes it's like a spear or something. Well, there's like three, isn't there two or three different? steps to it so the first one's usually like a small blade yes some sort of knife or a dagger or something something that you can make in three hours yeah there's three so there's three parts of the competition it's a it's a reality show but it's all blacksmith which is just insane in and of itself right like that's just i I feel like that's a crazy concept but it's awesome so here's a fun fact i was reading there are more blacksmiths alive today than there were from like 100 bc to 1000 BC combined or something weird, like, like something crazy like that. That does seem insane. I wonder I'm though, probably way off on the years, but it was a fact like that I read once about 10 years ago. I wonder though, <laughs> I wonder if down to like probability, or not probably, but like uh, just like percentage of the population, yeah. right? The, yeah. the population of the earth is so much bigger than mm-hmm. the times that it just like, you know, if it's still, if it's been steady at like, one percent of the population are blacksmiths. That means there's seventy billion blacksmiths. On the, the top one percent were blacksmiths. I think. <laughs> I was just throwing out a number. But uh, so three parts of the competition. The first part is yeah, it's a small blade, but they break that into two sections where it's like you you do like a rough uh, a, a rough smith. You actually make the blade right. Yeah, it's just like the metal part. The metal part. And then someone gets eliminated, and then the second part is you're kind of doing your finishing touches, you're sharpening it, you're kind of refining the blade and adding the hilt and everything. And then the third part is the two people who are left can go home to their home forge, and usually they make something kind of crazy, like a a big sword is is one of the common ones. But again, they'll do something that's just like a little more complex that takes a couple days. Uh, And then they come back to like the studio and they they compete. In each one, they do a series of tests of like a strength test, a sharpness test. Cutting the kill test. Could this sword kill? The one guy always does the kill test, and he's so like loves he loves loves packing pig carcasses up. Is that what they do it on pig carcasses? Or I was picturing watermelons, but. Pig they, they use different stuff. A lot of times it's pig carcasses. They do like uh, they have like ballistic gel that they do stuff with mm. sometimes. Uh, it's funny. It, I think the best part is when you see the swords fail because like you'll see swords just shatter into a million pieces. You'll see swords where they start they're slamming them against this giant log of wood and then they stop and pick the sword up and it's bent like ninety degrees. <laughs> or they see they saw a sword once it it was a well made sword. But it couldn't kill because it didn't. It wasn't. Didn't have the strength to it. So when he s- attacked the carcass, it hit the carcass and then like wrapped itself around. But then it was well made because it folded and it went back and it stayed. When he pulled it up, it was this like stayed the same shape. But it just wasn't heavy enough to cut through the flesh. The other thing too with that show, like it's funny, my wife got into it watching it with me. And then she my always, wife did too. Yeah, and she always comments. She's like, this is addicting. Who do you think will win? I love about this show is everyone's just so like matter of fact and accepts it. It's like when someone's getting eliminated, they're just like, well, we're eliminating you because you had this little crack here and this thing here, and it just wasn't as good as these other three blades. And then the guy who's always just like, yep, uh, that makes sense. And like, he's gone. Like, <laughs> so arguing, like, they're just like, 
this You're is right. why. Okay, good job. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I was like, I guess. I don't know. Fun. Okay. Randy, you gonna watch it or what? I'm definitely gonna watch it now, and 100 actually gonna watch it now. Because history awesome. or discovery, I can't remember. Um, history, but you can stream it on Netflix. Netflix. Has like, but Netflix has it starting at season like six. Yeah, the newer like, seasons. Hulu's yeah. got it starting in the like season three or so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, so depending on where you want to start, I I would recommend Hulu because some of the older episodes. A the host has like. He's changed. The craziest hair. Yeah, he's changed his look over the years. So the early episodes, he's got like weird, crazy, like man bun hair. It's amazing. Yeah, man bun. Super great hair. Um, it, but also, too, I think some of those older episodes, they, they're just making cooler stuff. Like they have some really neat kind of swords and stuff that they're, they're making on the show. All right. Yeah, I got who. I'll check it out. I, um, I love swords. So this sounds right up my alley. I, I had a student once who was making one with his dad in their backyard. They actually had like what they called a smelter or whatever they had to do it. And he made a sword and it was awesome. And then I met his dad at parent night and I was asking him all about, we didn't talk about the kid at all. We just talked about <laughs> him <laughs> making the sword in their backyard. Kid a pair, so it was so dad. cool. Yeah. Talk about that too. <laughs> oh, your kid's passing. That's fine. What yeah. about your sword? Yeah. Tell me more about how you're making it. No, Can tell I come me over? about the aura you use. Do you guys need any help making the sword? <laughs> do you, are you taking apprentices? <laughs> Love it. all right i think that's gonna about wrap it up for the meat and potatoes we have one, mashing, put them in a stew we have one last segment and it is the surprise phone call so right now i'm getting a phone call from somebody here let me just hang on and see hello hello hello, hello who is this this is thanos i am calling because i knew that this podcast was inevitable like me it is inevitable that this podcast will fall so i am taking over the podcast universe all right so for our listeners out there thanos calls me about once a week maybe twice it's super Listen, important I, you're Tried to get you to be a general. You are an ebony maw. You you lost, Thanos. You lost. No. No, I... Thanos does not lose. Thanos. You you actually lost twice. Always wins. And then you lost. No. That was a different alternate timeline. I am Thanos from this timeline and i do not lose okay. to humans right. thanos I, I i really need to go i'm in the middle of something and i can't well just remember i can snap you away yeah. all right you do that. I, I'll, you away. I'll hang up you hang up first right. no stop all right all right. Wow, Thanos called in. That was really weird. Wasn't expecting that for a first episode. So that was our surprise Thanos call of the week. Where, where are we going to go from there? I mean, he's like, he's like our top tier guest right there. I, I mean, who would we ever get next? I have a feeling he'll be calling again. Okay. <laughs> he bugs you all the time, right? For a guy who's trying to conquer the universe and destroy half of everything. He does contact Pat a lot. I've been there when he calls. <laughs> he's pretty bored now that he's done, pretty much. What else has he got to do, right? I guess so. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to about wrap it up for Cast Bringers for this week. Uh, guys, any last comments, anything like that? Um, no, this was fun. This was a lot of fun, guys. This I'm was awesome. glad we did this, yes. This was awesome. I'm mm-hmm. excited to see what the future holds. We're going to be definitely dropping some more shows coming up. So listeners. Maybe Pat will watch Tenant. <laughs> probably not <laughs> gotta gotta end on a cliffhanger right maybe I will <laughs> yeah. who knows stay tuned all right that's gonna wrap it up for the show we have one closing thought and that is our random D character of the day or week or however long until our next episode but the random D character today is shrinirun delil it is a drow wizard with a noble background. For any of our D&D fans out there looking for a random character to play, you can always drop in the drow wizard. If you, if you like the weird name of 
Can I ask where that name came from? Came from the random D character generator. Oh, we're big fans of name generators on the show without even talking to each other. I, you know, I did try to use the Wu Tang Clan generator first, uh, but I didn't know if it fit the theme of the show. So then I found the Hobbit one, but I also was looking up a D and D one. But there's so many, I didn't know what to choose. Love it. Yeah. All right. Again, any of the listeners out there looking to? Do oh, you think Shree would she be being a noble background that would make her lawful good, right? But she drow isn't drow like the drow? Oh yeah, drow, drow. I think. <laughs> oh boy. Drow, drow. Chaotic good. Chaotic good, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Or just maybe they're the noble, but like the bad nobles. Maybe a chaotic neutral. I don't know. Well, you've got three guys guys here who have really never played D&D, but are going to. We're going to start. We are going to (laughs) start. All right. That's going to do it for the show for this week. If anyone is looking to contact the show, you can always email us at castbringers at gmail.com. On behalf of Randy and Chris, this is us signing off. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good one. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Cast Springers. <laughs>